Welcome to The Dose of Caesar, the podcast that runs experiments and explores new ways of thinking. This is a series where we explore cognitive biases. Cognitive biases are mental traps that we tend to fall into. There are over a hundred of these, but I think if we can define them, then we have the power to avoid these traps. So here we go. Cognitive bias of the day, attribute substitution. Here's the short definition from Wikipedia, and I will say it's a little complicated, but here we go. Attribute substitution occurs when a judgment has to be made of a target attribute that is computationally complex and instead a more easily calculated heuristic attribute is substituted. This substitution is thought of as taking place in the automatic intuitive judgment system rather than the more self-aware reflective system. So here's a more simple definition that I got from this website called alleydog.com. Attribute substitution refers to the human tendency to substitute an emotional algorithm, for example, a simple or even knee-jerk response, for a unique or thoughtful answer to an emotional complex question. These are considered intuitive responses rather than a reflective or truly conscious response. Now let's hear let's hear some examples because I know, I know what you're thinking. Caesar, what the fuck are you talking about? Here we go. Examples from the internet, specifically from alleydog.com. This bias is the reason why it is possible for a person to be unaware of their own biases, even when they are pointed out. For instance, this is why a person with emotionally fixed political views may automatically accept whatever their party stance is, rather than carefully considering all sides of the issue before ma- making a personal decision. Now, some more examples from simplicable.com. Number one, answering a question with an emotional gut reaction as opposed to a well-considered rational thought process. Another example of this bias is making broad generalizations about a group of people and using such stereotypes to make decisions. Another example is incorrectly reducing a complex problem to a simple analogy. And so I think now you're starting to get a feel for how this bias is affects almost all parts of our lives and leads to really big issues like tribalism and people who are just not willing to see other people's political views. And it can also lead to racism. So but for me, when I was trying to come up with some examples, I don't know why my mind immediately went to some decisions I've made in my romantic life. So let's let's dive into this a little bit. Um, here are two examples. My first example is, uh, it's from my first relationship, right? There were so many fantastic lessons from my first relationship. And, and, from, and I think I'm going to try to speak about this in, in the third person so that I can try to distance myself from the actions of past Caesar. So... There was a time when past Caesar um, left to Thailand. He studied abroad in Thailand, and he left without saying goodbye to his uh, ex-girlfriend, who was his ex-girlfriend, but they were still very romantically involved. They were basically dating without the the title, right? And so Caesar, past Caesar, wanted to see other girls, especially because he was going to go on a study abroad. And the way he wanted the way he thought would be best to make it clear to her was was by just leaving (laughs) by just going to the airport 
and uh, flying off and then her finding out later that he had just left Thailand. Um, now, yes, this was a very complex situation. It doesn't sound like a complex situation because it sounds like Caesar was just being a dick and maybe he was, but <laughs> no, I don't think he was. He had good intentions. He just didn't have the words. He didn't, he, he thought, he described it as this. He said he had a gut feeling of what he had to do, right? And so there you go. There's the bias, isn't it? A gut feeling, a, uh, a, a knee-jerk reaction, like this is what I have to do next. And he didn't bother to analyze objectively the situation, how that could affect um, the person he was doing it to, how it would affect him emotionally later. Um, and so now if, if present Caesar, me, if I was faced with this situation again today, I mean, I would think more deeply about this, right? I, I mean, come on, you're just going to leave? That, that seems like a uh, childish thing to do, first off. And I think that that's where, that's where it would stop with me. It just seems like a childish thing to do. But back then, I remember so vividly thinking, I have a gut feeling that I have to just fly away. I can't, I can't tell this person who I've practically been dating that um, I don't want to see her anymore. Um, and so he just flew away. <laughs> now, here's another example. Um, the time that passed Caesar... Uh, put an ex-girlfriend over another girl he loved. So how did this come about? You know, Caesar during his time in um, in Cuba. All right, now I'm starting to sound like a dick. I'm just gonna talk regular. <laughs> I'm just gonna talk in first person. Uh, there was a, a girl who I fell in love with uh, during my time in Cuba. Right, we spent an entire month in Cuba getting close to each other and having some unforgettable memories. Like I mean, unforgettable. I mean, movie moments. When we came back to the United States from Cuba, um, we both still liked each other, but I had begun talking to an ex-girlfriend. And so the next time I saw the Cuba girl, I told her I couldn't have a, roman a romantic relationship with her because I wanted to get back with my ex. This Cuba girl was such a badass, okay? And, and she kind of, she just looked at me and she said, well, I don't think that's gonna work out, but I respect what you want to do. And things didn't went, didn't work out. I told this I had told this girl, yeah, I don't want to be with you because I think I think I'm gonna be with this girl. I, I have a gut feeling, and that's the thing again. Caesar had a gut feeling back then. He was following this gut feeling. He says, I just have a gut feeling that I have to go with this other girl. And so, um, <laughs> that when when this whole thing fell apart and uh, nothing ever ended up happening with that other girl and Caesar lost both girls. That's when he got the lesson that uh, not uh, of not to undervalue people who care about you in the present moment. But you see, again, what was my rationalization there? It was it was this gut feeling. It was like, uh, yeah, just some sort of emotional feeling I had inside of me. Like, I think this is the path to go. And what I never did was analyze the situation objectively and think of my past experiences. Because I think if I would have analyzed my past experiences, I would have had, it would have told me like, you shouldn't make this decision because you're just not thinking straight. You're thinking, you're, you're stuck in an idea. You're stuck in a fairy tale. So those are two examples from my own life. I, I think, I think maybe I am misunderstanding the bias and maybe I just use this as an opportunity to tell two stories that I think are quite entertaining. If there are any cognitive bias experts out there, reach out to me and tell me if my examples were off the mark. Either way, let's talk about why this bias is important and how to avoid it. 
Well, it's important because this seems to lead, from my understanding, to tribalism, to racism, and to very stupid romantic decisions that end up being quite entertaining stories. So to avoid this, what can we do? Well, we can look to try to more completely understand complex situations objectively. We can try to write down the facts that we know about any situation and play devil's advocate to see the situation in a different perspective. I mean, I'm all for listening to our gut, right? But I think that's only the first step. I think our gut tells us kind of where to look. But when we are deciding or when we're making a decision, I think it's important to dig deep and understand what we're about to do. Understand the facts. And I think knowing this will help us make better decisions. So now you know what, a tri- what an attribute substitution bias is. Reach out to me on Instagram at the dose of Caesar to let me know your thoughts and experiences with this psychological trap. And we'll talk to you next time.